Welcome to Watch Therefore, or watching for our King, our Savior, Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus, who commanded that we watch therefore and be ready, for we don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man, Jesus, is coming for us in the clouds. Doe Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee. So glad we have this real special time together. I think we should start off with a word of prayer as I have a special teaching that, that is designed to help us watch therefore. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you in Messiah Jesus' name for your goodness to us, your love for us. Thank you for this time we have together through the airwaves. Bless us now. Bless the teaching and hearing of your word and, and prepare us to watch therefore, please, Lord Jesus. Amen. The Apostle Paul tells believers in Messiah Jesus in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6, he says, Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. And that word sober means to be sober-minded, to be clear-thinking. And so we're to be watching. What is the kingdom of God doing in the earth today? How is Satan and his demonic forces resisting it through the world system that lies under the sway of the wicked one? The Bible says in, in the uh, epistle of John, 1 John. And, 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 and how are we to be behaving? What is our part to play in all of this? We're to be watching and sober-minded. And, and so this teaching is designed, like I said, to help us watch and to be clear-thinking. So I call this message the most dangerous and evil empire ever. And it begins as we step back in time as the Lord was judging the southern kingdom of Israel that was divided at that time. And Jerusalem was the center of Judah. And the Lord was going to judge Judah with the, the Babylonian empire led by King Nebuchadnezzar. And many Jewish people were taken from Jerusalem into captivity into Babylon. And the Lord there raised Daniel up, this godly man, to a place of prominence. And Daniel perfectly interpreted a dream the Lord gave King Nebuchadnezzar. And it troubled him greatly. And so Daniel interpreted it, interpreted it and we see that in chapter 2 of the book of Daniel. And, and what we find out there, there are four strategic Gentile world empires. And, and, and then after that, the eternal empire of King Messiah Jesus. Now these four empires are Babylon under Nebuchadnezzar, then the Medo-Persian Empire, Greece under Alexander the Great, and then the fourth one is different in that it's the Roman Empire, like in the first century in the time of Messiah Jesus, his earthly ministry. But then there's a break in it, and it comes back together at the end, just before, just before the return of Jesus to reign and rule on the earth. And it is, it's a one-world empire, as the world is divided into ten regions, with a very heavy Roman influence. Now, now, certainly, Bible prophecy teachers for years have been teaching on uh, the, the Rome Treaty of 1957. And down through the centuries, Rome has had a great influence in the world in religion, in governments, and economy. And that's increasing today. And, and, and so, like I said a moment ago, then the final empire is the eternal kingdom of Messiah Jesus. So if you jump forward to Daniel chapter 7... The Lord gives Daniel a dream, 
and, and uh, visions. And this is during the time of King Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, Belshazzar, reigning. And we're going to pick up there. Now, I set all that up to go where we're going now. We have a focus today on this final world empire. Stay with me as we read the word of God beginning in, in Daniel 7, verse 1. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed. Then he wrote down the dream telling the main facts. Daniel spoke saying, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea, and four beasts came up from the sea, each different from the other. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Now, I want to stop there for a second. Some might think this is kind of strange that these empires now are being illustrated as animals, but it's not really strange. Doesn't the United States of America, for example, have a national symbol? What is it? It's an animal. It's a bald eagle. And for those of you who have studied the book of Daniel, you know that when it speaks of this lion given a man's heart and standing up and all that, what that's talking about is King Nebuchadnezzar as he's greatly humbled by the Lord. Now let's continue in Daniel 7, beginning verse 5. And suddenly another beast, a second like a bear. It was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I looked, and there was another like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. Now, interestingly, when Alexander the Great passed away, just like this, this Greco empire illustrated as a leopard with four wings and four heads, when Alexander the Great passed away, four generals took over the Greco empire, divided it into four regions, two of which were very prominent and historically important uh, until the time of the Roman Empire. And then we go to Daniel 7, 7. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking pompous words. Well, see, this little horn is the man the Bible calls the Antichrist. And and these beasts are the same same empires of those in Daniel chapter 2. The lion is Babylon, the bear is Persia, the leopard is Alexander the Great, which I mentioned, the Greco Empire, and the fourth begins as Rome and ends up as the final world Gentile empire just before the return of Messiah Jesus. Notice how terrible it is. From this last one comes the Antichrist. And then in Daniel chapter 7, next, Daniel speaks of the glorious, eternal kingdom of the Son of Man. Messiah Messiah Jesus. And he comes to take over the world. And the world will be completely different then. It'll be It'll be so good. It'll be so grand. And we will be here to reign and rule with Jesus then. 
Yes? Let's start to look at, at Daniel's interest in this final empire before we go to break. Daniel seven nineteen. Then I wished to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured, broke in pieces, and trampled the residue with its feet. And the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn which came up before whom three fell, and namely that horn which had eyes and a mouth, which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellows. Now, we're going to go down to Daniel 7, 23. Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, break it in pieces. Then the ten horns are ten kings, who shall arise from this kingdom... And another shall rise after him, after them. He shall be different from the first ones and shall subdue three kings. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High. He shall persecute the saints of the Most High and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given to his hand for a time, times and half a time. Now, times, time and half a time is also called 42 months and also makes reference to the last half of the great tribulation that Messiah Jesus says is the time of the greatest tri tribulation the world has ever seen. And, and so we see this kingdom that Daniel, Daniel sees. At the end, it will be the Antichrist leading a one-world uh, one empire over ultimately seven world leaders. Now, I hate to leave you hanging. We're going to go to break. But it's okay, because when we come back, we're going to explain this in great detail. We're going to see how John, in the book of Revelations, sees the, in the book of Revelation, sees these things and describes them in even greater detail. And we're going to clearly see how relevant this is to all of us. Listen, this hits us right where we live today. Yet we need to watch, therefore, be sober-minded and be ready. I pray you're enjoying the program today. I'm often reminded of our responsibility for the lost of this generation. That's right. We who have received Messiah Jesus as Lord, we are responsible to reach the lost with the gospel of Messiah Yeshua. We're responsible to make disciples in Israel and the nations. And especially in this generation where the signs are bursting off the pages of the Bible all around us. One of the ways I do that is through Watch Therefore Media. I, I preach the Watch Therefore message to watch for the coming of Messiah Jesus as he's coming for us in the clouds any moment. And I do my best, to, by grace and mercy, to live a life that reflects the life of Messiah Jesus. Now, I'm growing in grace. I'm learning how to do that. And I believe we go from faith to faith, from strength to strength. And when Messiah Yeshua comes in the clouds for us, we will go from glory to glory. Until he comes, we have a special opportunity with Watch Therefore Media. Now, this program costs a lot of money to stay on the air. I need to stop for a second, as is my custom, and share with our viewers. If you haven't received Jesus as Lord, 
please do not send any money to this program. It's our prayer that you do receive him as Lord today and that you enjoy the program. Yet for those who share this burden of reaching the lost with the gospel of Messiah Jesus, of of restoring that which is lacking in the body, a fervency uh, in ourselves and in the body of Messiah wherever we can to be ready for His coming in the clouds for His people, to live a life of revival instead of a life of lukewarmness. For those of you who share that burden, it's my prayer that He will raise up from our viewers those who will prayerfully and financially partner with Watch Therefore Media. As I was about to say a moment ago, it costs a lot of money to keep this program on the air, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I can't take a car with me to heaven. I can't take a house with me to heaven. But I can take souls with me to heaven. And the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. And so let's walk in wisdom together with the Watch Therefore Media Message. As I mentioned at the beginning of this program, we have our outreaches in Israel and the nation. We, in the nations, we have blessing Israeli believers, where myself and other Israeli partners in the land are being helped and equipped through blessing Israeli believers. Our mission statement is, we exist to uniquely bless and equip and empower Israeli followers of Messiah Yeshua to be the shining light to Israel and the nations of the world. With our ministry poured out for the nations, we go, therefore, and make disciples in the nations, special open doors that are flying open even more than ever in Africa, in many countries in Africa. Much to share about that as we have real special outreaches the rest of this year in Uganda and in Nigeria. And uh, there, there are so many opportunities, I certainly can't tell you about them now. That's why I encourage you to go to watchtherefore.tv, watchtherefore.tv, sign up for our monthly newsletter, and you can keep up how, uh, with the exciting things the Lord is doing through this kingdom-advancing outreach, Watch Therefore. Watch Therefore. Listen, don't miss out. I ask the Lord all the time, Lord, don't let me sleep through this generation. Don't let me miss out on this time. It's like people are kind of walking around in a coma who should be excited and pulling people into the body of Messiah, pulling them out of the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the light of the Lord. So we're looking for the Lord to raise up prayerful and prayerful and financial partners to join us with this Watch Therefore vision that is very biblical, very scriptural, is very King Jesus. Yeah? We're looking for Jesus people who will say, I, I believe that. I want to partner with that as well. Let me have a word of prayer with you. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Yeshua's name, bless all who are watching today. Please, Lord. At the same time, Father, please raise up from the viewers those Watch Therefore partners that you're you're talking to them. You're speaking to their hearts even now. Bless them, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, now back to the special teaching on Watch Therefore. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. Today we're talking about the world's most evil empire. And we saw in the book of Daniel, chapters 2 and 7, four strategic worldwide Gentile empires. And as Bible prophecy culminates from that time into the end times prophetic scenarios, we see the coming of Messiah Jesus. 
to usher in the everlasting kingdom of the Messiah, the kingdom of God on earth. And the Apostle John, he saw the same thing in the revelation of Messiah Jesus. Uh, and we know this, that this empire that's coming in will be the most evil, the most brutal, different from all others that ever have existed. So if we look at Revelation chapter 13, beginning in verse 1, we see much of what Daniel saw also. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. You see, this is described in Revelation as a worldwide empire divided into ten regions, seven world rulers under the Antichrist. Verse 2, Revelation 13. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth like a mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. In Revelation chapter 12, the dragon is identified as Satan. This beast, this final worldwide Gentile empire, has the powerful characteristics of all the other world kingdoms in Daniel 7 combined. Revelation 13, beginning in verse 3, And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So what apparently happens is uh, the Antichrist has a death or a counterfeit death and a counterfeit resurrection. See, the beast is, is this empire. It's also the man. He is called the beast, the Antichrist. And so, after his counterfeit resurrection, the world will worship Satan and the Antichrist. You see, that's where this thing is going today, folks. That's what the evil world society that we have today. Men marrying men and women marrying women. And supposedly these things called Satan, satanic churches popping up and things like that. See, this is where the, that's where this thing is going. So Revelation picking up in verse uh, 5 of chapter 13. And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 Months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You see, this, brute, this brutal satanic empire, it will be worldwide. It will terribly and brutally enforce a one-world government, a one-world economy, a one-world religion that worships Satan and the Antichrist. This is the one-world leader spoken of in Daniel 7 that we see here in Revelation 13, the Antichrist. And, and you know, one thing that has been in the way and stands in the way now that you see under great threat is America in its sovereignty. America the way we have known it. Now, listen to some World Net Daily quotes that show us what times we live in now as it relates to this one world evil empire. 
the late world-renowned journalist Walter Cronkite said this, It seems to many of us that if we are to avoid the eventual catastrophic world conflict, we must strengthen the United Nations as a first step toward a world government patterned after our own government with a legislature, executive and judiciary, and police to enforce its international laws and keep the peace. To do that, of course, we Americans will have to yield up some of our sovereignty. That would be a bitter pill. It would take a lot of courage, a lot of faith in the new order. Pat Robertson has written in a book a few years ago that we should have a world government, but only when the Messiah arrives. He wrote literally, any attempt to achieve world order before that time must be the work of the devil. Now listen what Cronkite says. Well, join me. I'm glad to sit here at the right hand of Satan. I'll bet he's not happy about those words now. Now he would come back and tell you, repent and follow Jesus. But it's too late now for him unless he did so before he passed away. Henry Kissinger, the former Secretary of State of the United States and uh, well-known or respected as an expert on geopolitical affairs, he says this, Today America would be outraged if UN troops entered Los Angeles to restore order. Tomorrow they will be grateful. When presented with this scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for the guarantee of their well-being granted to them by the world government. Former, sec former uh, Vice President Al Gore said, Climate bill will help bring about global governance, but it is the awareness itself that will drive the change, and one of the ways it will drive the change is through global governance and global agreements. You see, these international climate accords that started off in Kyoto, uh, Japan, and then ultimately the Paris Accords, which President Trump just backed out of and so many stoned him around the world and got so upset with him about, they have very little to do with the climate. What they have a lot to do with, though, is bringing the world, the nations of the world, under the control of a, of a world-governing body and government. Uh, Robert Mueller, the humanist, former assistant secretary general of the UN, and, interestingly, independent counsel over the Russian investigation of President Trump's campaign, hello, said this, we must move as quickly as possible to a world government, one world religion, under a one world leader. I find it interesting that the man that has been in, put in charge over President Trump's uh, so-called Russia collusion investigation from the campaign, his, his uh, election, presidential election campaign, that the man who's been put over to investigate and possibly prosecute that is also a man who is looking for the Antichrist to rule over the world. I don't know how much Robert Mueller understands that's what he's looking for, but that's what he's looking for. Um, now listen, former presidents... George Bush Sr., Barack Obama, and many other others say, have said, will say similar things. But see, they're globalists. And, and, and there are so many that are um, mocking and saying, well, you know, you, you believe in conspiracy theories. Well, yeah, I do. I do. But not in the sense that many do. You see, I do believe there are secret societies, and these days they're not so secret. They're coming out more and more talking about their their globalist agenda and that kind of thing. Uh, but the real conspiracy is this. Satan and his demons are at war with the kingdom of God. 
right? That is the real thing. That's the real conspiracy. And so what I'm telling you is this, that I focus on the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I, I focus on Bible prophecy. I watch and I'm sober-minded and I don't ignore what's going on about these things, but my eyes are on the king that's coming. I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we see this thing taking shape right in front of us. And make no mistake, there's no doubt this is coming. You see it setting up all around the world today. People are clamoring for a one-world government. Uh, they will be clamoring with the biblical wars that are coming from Islam. Uh, they're going to be clamoring for a one-world religion where we can all get along through, relig- through our one-world religion. And a one-world currency, one-world economy. These are all things people are beginning to increasingly clamoring for. What am I saying? I'm saying we need to be ready. We need to be ready because before much of this takes place, King Jesus is going to come for us in the clouds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The King is coming. Are you ready? Are you ready? Receive Jesus as Lord if you're not today. If you're not ready for Him to come, if you haven't received Jesus as Lord, you're not ready. And you're going to experience fully what those saints who get saved in the tribulation that it spoke of will experience. The Antichrist will overwhelm them. It will cost their lives. There'll be bands on the run fleeing from every place in the world as it will be illegal all over the world to follow Jesus then. Come to Jesus today. Receive Jesus as Lord. Hallelujah. If you're a believer already, repent of sin, of lukewarmness. Get ready for our King to come by being the faithful servant who's watching for the Master to come and doing what He commanded. Oh, Father in Heaven, as we end our time together now, in Messiah Jesus' name, cement the things of Your Word that we've discussed in our hearts and prepare us for Your coming, King Jesus. Bless all of our viewers today and help us to watch and be sober and to be ready for your coming, Lord Jesus. Bless, heal, forgive, and raise up our viewers today. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, it's my prayer that you enjoyed the program today. And so as we part company for a while, let's do this. Let's watch, therefore, and let's be ready. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Our program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveschwartz62 at yahoo.com. That's D-O-V-S-C-H-W-A-R-Z 62 at yahoo.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv we also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv we are on social media since it is an amazing tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another feel free to also find us there at watchtherefore.tv until next time we're watching for King Jesus to return watch therefore and be ready